0: today on the travel guys in the travel news Kempton hotels adds dog walking services for guests nationwide and did you hear the one about the passenger who landed the private plane who didn't have any idea how to fly it those and more stories next in the travel
1: news in our smarter traveler segment at 320 we talk about the importance of timing when you travel the summer seasons upon us airports hotels attractions and especially restaurants are going to be very busy Timing is gonna matter. At 335, we have a segment for golfers. The folks who head up the Wreath
0: Project every Christmas have a golf tournament coming up, and we want to make sure our golfing friends know about it.
1: And finally at 345, Charlie Lioka from Travelers United is live with us to give you an update on getting from overseas and the COVID testing situation. A show packed with information to make you a smarter traveler.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Travel Guys. On the road again Just
1: can't wait to get on the road again I've got two tickets to paradise Up To go to Alaska To go north to rush your zone oh. with Travel News, information to make you a smarter traveler and entertainment. We are Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget now, links to our special guests and more always at TravelGuysRadio.com. And, of course, you can take us with us anywhere worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Mark, uh, good afternoon, uh, good Sunday. It's a hot one today. It now, is we got a, a hot show ahead of us here oh wow i know i know <laughs> um, Calm yourself young man yeah.
0: i'll do i'll do that um it's nice to talk to you sir um we had a uh for we had a whole bunch of folks who were interested in travel come out to the kb kvie studios yesterday and yes. uh, to uh, a little preview of a function we had about 350 of them and we had a uh, a really good affair. We we had a nearby brush fire at one point, which caused a little bit of concern. But it, oh, my. It, it blew past. But the coolest thing about it, I mean, other than having a lot of your best travelers come out and learn about new products that you're offering, which is pretty cool, um, one thing that we did, you know, we've talked on the program about uh, a, an opportunity to donate to a Ukrainian church here in town that is um, sending supplies overseas uh, to the folks in Ukraine during the war. And um, so that's something that our Sports Leisure Traveler friends had taken up. So we had a box there yesterday and invited people to make a donation if they wished. And the response was beyond overwhelming. Amazing. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, this. It, w- it was a month ago that we sent out the notice and uh, for the event, and we had modest expectations. And um, I, I – it's all locked up in the safe, but um, there's – thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that are going to help those folks get uh, uh, the supplies that they have collected. And, of course, if you're haven't, if, if you new to the show, uh, Ukrainian Slavic Church in North Highlands has been collecting. First, they were collecting the items to go to send over there, but then they had to get the storage containers to go on the trucks and then on the ship and then on the trucks to get over to Ukraine, actually. So these folks are, are logistically trying to do the whole thing, and they – um, have already sent two, and now are ready to send a couple more. And it's um, I, I, I like contributing to these folks because a it's local people who are behind it, and I trust them. And so I figure that my money is going to go is going to get where it's supposed to go, as opposed to how many places on television and radio and every all over the media uh, people offering you opportunities to help the Ukrainian folks. But do you have any idea that whether or not that is actually going to go for that purpose or not?
1: That's amazing. Well, you know the sports leisure vacationers, your travel club members. Uh, this isn't the first time that they've uh, stepped up. I know whenever you have these events, sometimes you'll have a, a modest uh, uh, fee to to come, and that always goes to a charity. Well, I'm glad everybody everybody uh, stepped up. Are there still opportunities? with sports leisure vacations for people that might still want to donate. Oh gosh, if you, if you if you thought of that, you can go
0: to sportsleisure.com and our in our newsletter there is a uh, there would be details, but uh, just really gratifying to see folks, you know, stepping up. They are never going to meet the people that this money goes to that that helps them. They'll they'll never know any of these people. I mean, maybe they know someone from the Ukraine, but um, it's not likely that they'll they'll ever see the results of this, so it, it's it's kind of all about, you know, having faith in other people to get the job done, and uh, and and a salute to the Slavic Church in uh, in North Highlands, who have the folks there have really worked hard to try. So we, I, I'm just pleased that we could be a small a small part of it, and I thank all the people who came out yesterday to uh, find out about our products. And our our new Christmas tours and stuff like that. If you're a mature traveler, um, you should look us up sometime. We pick you up at your home and take you to the airport. And uh, which is going to happen? What's going to happen tomorrow morning? I'm taking some folks to Hawaii, so we're going to be live from Hawaii. I will Hawaii next
1: week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to that. Well, okay. Let's move forward. At the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the travel news. And with it. Here's Mark.
0: Kempton Hotels, we mentioned in the headlines, is going to offer dog walking services to guests nationwide. They've announced a a partnership with WAG, a mobile-first platform connecting pet owners with professional pet caregivers for boarding, sitting, and walking services. This is the first major hotel brand. Um, It's a small brand. They only have about 65 properties nationwide. If you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, we're posting a link um, there, so you can see, and there's a, a way you can get get on Instagram and get a coupon. That will this stuff is not free. They are just announced that they're offering the services. Okay. Um, you you get to pay for them um, at, at the hotel, but um, it's it's the, the hotel says they understand how hard it is to leave pets behind, and so they're trying to take steps to make sure that they are a pet friendly hotel. And since oh. I know a lot of people whose pets are basically their children. Yeah, um, that's probably a service that's going to
1: be yeah. in
0: use, my guess.
1: Is. Well, you, you know, uh, I've traveled with uh, with uh, dogs. Uh, you know, I, I admit it. I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of traveling with dogs <laughs> uh-huh. anyway. Uh, and, you know, you want to you want to leave the room. Right. And, and and like go somewhere and you got to leave the dogs in the room and they they may or may not bark. Yeah. Uh, but if you have dog walking services, if you're going to step out for a while, uh, you you paid a little extra. You have the, the dog walker walk the dog and now you won't have the, the, the manager of the hotel calling you on your cell phone at the <laughs> restaurant or wherever you wandered <laughs> off to uh, and saying, hey, you know, your dogs are really acting up and you need to come back. So you'll know that happened to me in Vegas. Oh, OK. Yeah. So you you, you you know of what you speak. I, uh, I speak from experience
0: well, and folks, if you're going on vacation and you're taking the dog, let's pretend you're not traveling, but I mean not uh, driving, but you're flying
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you're going to pay a fee to take the dog with you, and you're probably going to pay a little bit of a fee for the dog to stay in the hotel with you, so you know paying a little bit extra to make sure that the pet or pets are taken care of I- I'm waiting for cat walking services that's what I'm waiting for because that will be even more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Draw the line I draw the line on traveling with cats. <laughs> you must have seen the story last week. This is not a, oh, yeah. a fresh story. In the middle of the week it broke. The mm-hmm. guy in Florida who landed the 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 pilot went out. He was in a small Cessna aircraft and he, he landed and if you look at the flight path the guy had to take, he was off the coast. He was about eighteen hundred feet when the pilot went out, so he had to descend, get to land, make a fairly sharp right turn um and you know be able to hit the runway uh so i can just only imagine the, having read the the uh the different reports and, and one of the air traffic control reports was kind of fun um apparently in the palm beach airport where the, the traffic where traffic controller was trying to bring this guy down um one of the other controllers came in and said you know hey what's going on here and the guy explained to him what was going on and you know they said all right well we need to clear the air, airspace <laughs> give this guy a little bit of room and stuff like that, but he landed the pi- the plane successfully.
1: Um, congratulations! I- yeah, yeah. He had. I think the person who helped him out was like a flight instructor, and mm-hmm. uh, which would be the, my first thought. Uh, yeah, and uh, be able to talk him down. Yeah, it sounds like a a clip from a movie. Uh, I used to fly Airwatch for a while for uh, Metro Traffic, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I learned to I learned to take off and and to pilot uh, in air. Uh, but uh, uh, Oh, because
0: you were up – were you up with, like, Commander Bill or somebody else like no, that in the old no, days no, when was, we had the
1: traffic no, reports? It, it was – they were up there too, but, no, I was with Metro Traffic. Okay. They were with KFBK. Metro Traffic had its own – what they would do is they hired a pilot. That would take you up, and I was the reporter. I, I made oh, I see. calls to the to the radio station and did the traffic reports. Uh, but Lane uh, Lane Rico was his name, and Lane was the pilot. And uh, he uh, he taught me a few things, but how know, to take I,
0: off and how to fly, but not how to land.
1: No, it, you know, it was, uh, here again, uh, plane a small uh, two passenger. Well, there was four passenger Cessna, and uh, now that the, the landing thing is a, a lot trickier you got the winds, and you got the you oh, know, yeah. acceleration. and
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, plus there's a, there are a lot of airports there in Florida, and the airspace is pretty crowded. So anyway, congratulations uh, on a successful flight. The Trump Hotel in downtown Washington, D.C., across from the White House, closed its doors this week. The signs have come down. The Trump Organization sold the lease on the property, which is located in the old post office building. The buyers are a group of investors who will renovate it and reflag it as a Waldorf Astoria hotel. Let's see. What else have we got here? Um, Southwest Airlines has decided that they are going to um, upgrade some of their flight experiences. Specifically, they are um, working on getting more chargers on the airplane. This is something that Southwest has been kind of deficient in. There's no place to charge in. There's no
1: chargers on the plane.
0: Um, Well, we're going to have them now. Um, Southwest is doubling the number of movies available in its free in-flight entertainment portal. Um, The Wi-Fi is going to be stronger. They're putting in new overhead bins on their planes. Um, Some some of the other airlines already have these bins um, that basically will hold a little bit more stuff. They're a little bit deeper, so that will help. Um, And, uh, uh, and of course, um, Southwest and United and a whole bunch of – I'm sure this is going to spread all over the place very soon. Um, These guys are selling this emergency uh, travel insurance. And all I've looked at what United Airlines has offered, and I'm guessing that Southwest is going to be very similar. There are a lot of exclusions. Um, You're going to get prompted to buy this every time you buy a ticket or go online. Or if you are a frequent flyer member, they're going to send you information about it. And they're going to candy coat it and make it sound really awesome. And all I'm going to tell you is from reading the... The description of the benefits from the United Service run as fast as you can away from this. Don't even consider the possibility of purchasing this emergency travel assistance. There are a lot of exclusions. It's not very good coverage. And it's a sucker move. And the airlines are not in the insurance business. So think about it. There are two people who have to make a profit here. The insurance company that's selling it. And the airline has to make a profit because the airline never sells anything like this for free. So... You'd be way better off to go to an insurance company and cut out the airline, and that's where you would get better coverage for less money. In fact, if you're looking for good travel insurance, I suggest that you contact the insurance agent that handles your homeowner's insurance, and it's very very possible that you may be able to get a rider there or that that person may be able to direct you uh, to someone. There are so many different insurance policies out there. Some folks asked me yesterday what I suggested, and it's changing so fast. That unless you've done your homework in the last week, you're really not qualified. Some of these guys have really been smoked on COVID stuff, and if it wasn't many of many of the travel insurance policies people buy do not include coverage for pandemics, so that's real important that you know about that before you ever get into it, because otherwise it's uh, kind of a sucky situation. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about this. Is it came out from our friends that no, this wasn't even didn't come from Travel Wall. This is from another survey. Um, best NBA cities, you would think that Sacramento with the hapless kings who haven't made the playoffs since our grandparents were alive um would 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 be on the very bottom of the list, but they're not no because no, because of the criteria of um, is how much value is the franchise um, you know it, it, winning and stuff has a lot of it to do but what goes on in the arena um what's your attendance? How much do your tickets cost? Mm-hmm. And despite having a new arena, Sacramento is just below the median in terms of ticket cost. So they actually come in when they're ranking basketball cities here. Almost 200 of them, Sacramento comes in as 27th. Not
1: so, bad. Not bad.
0: Well, I mean, it's a tribute to the fans because um, that can't well, be that 27th can't be built on the team's accomplishments.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's pretty well known and has been for a long time. Even if the Kings were not a winning. Franchise that uh, uh, other teams and ownerships and so forth have given a lot of praise to the Sacramento Kings fan base, mm-hmm. uh, and and how and how robust they are, and how uh, you know dedicated uh, to to their team. Uh, you know, even if they aren't winning. I, I mean, we've, we've we've suffered through a lot of losing seasons. Uh, before and after the Mike Bibby days. And, We've uh,
0: suffered through a lot of losing seasons. That might yeah. be the that might be the understatement of the of the year. Anyways, moving along here, <laughs> research shows that digital traffic safety messages contribute to highway accidents and fatalities. You know those signs that are that you can read as you're going by them? People oh, yeah. get too absorbed with reading them and waiting for it to change and they're in the wrong lane and then they try to get yeah. So anyway, be careful about reading <laughs> safety messages on the highway and our friend chris elliot has written a great uh, article i'll share it with you next week what i wish i had known before i started traveling with teenagers remember he's traveling with his two teenage <laughs> sons he was traveling his daughter bailed on him about a year and a half ago and went home to go to school in florida but uh, so he's had some travel experience with teenagers and it's really a hoot elliot.org is where you can find the story and that's your travel news for today
1: heaven's sakes! it's john denver back again leading us into another segment of the travel guys mark and tom here running out of time boy we had a long first segment mark looks like we're gonna have about six and a half to uh, cover this smarter traveler segment by the way uh links to our special guests and uh, more at travelguysradio.com mark and i uh teased a little while ago about how that uh Timing is everything when it comes to travel, and I don't think that uh, it's um, probably more true now than ever before. Uh, Mark? Uh, well, it really, your-
0: it really is true. It really is mm-hmm. true, Tom. And this summer we've talked a little bit. You know, we talk from time to time about the importance of getting to the airport and allowing yourself mm-hmm. enough time. There are a lot of brand-new employees at the airport these days, not only in Sacramento, but all kinds of other places. So if you have some kind of an issue you need to take care of at the counter, um, you could find yourself in a line. You could find yourself talking to somebody who really doesn't know how to help you. You might have to wait a little longer. You cut it pretty close. Now you're not getting through security. you got two kids and the wife with you or a bunch of family members or friends, and you were kind of the person who organized everything. And now because you slept 15 minutes too late in the morning, you got an issue at the airport. Um that's something we've talked about before think about this though you you go and you make reservations for dinner at a popular restaurant and so you say well you know i'd like to eat at 7 and they give you a, re- a reservation for 7 something's available and that's fine but you know a lot of restaurants are short of help so you go at 7 you might not get in until 7:30 and you might not get out till 9:30 or 10 because maybe this, there's not enough people to be able to serve you in an expeditious manner but if you went in and made a dinner reservation for 5 or 5:30 and you were at the front of the dinner hour, you probably would get much better service, maybe a better table. Um, Another option would be going at 8.30 or 9 o'clock when you're on the tail end of the dinner hour and finding something else for yourself to do. Thinking about it a little bit, being flexible, as we've talked about here, um, will probably get you something a little better. Maybe you're going on a trip where you're planning some outdoor experiences. You're going to take a hike or two. You're planning on going to a state park or a national park or even just a local park maybe the parking area isn't real big so there's a limited amount of parking perhaps they require a reservation for you to have a parking slot there maybe they didn't require that reservation the last time you went a few years ago because the spot wasn't as popular so do your homework Make sure that you've got a place to park the car. They don't take reservations, and it's a small lot. You better get there early because these types of attractions have proven to be very popular during COVID. And if you think COVID's not out there, it still is. It's running all over the place, and people are still looking for places where they can distance themselves a little bit from people. Here's another example. You're staying in a hotel. And you've got plans at 9 o'clock in the morning. You're going on a guided tour or you've got a snorkeling expedition in Hawaii or you're just meeting friends and you're going off to do something uh, starting at a particular time, maybe going golfing or something like that. So you say, well, you know, we got to get breakfast beforehand. And you say, well, let's go down to breakfast at 8 o'clock. We're leaving at 9. But you've hit the restaurant at the peak of the breakfast time. And once again, maybe the restaurant is down a person or two. And so you're not going to get out of the restaurant in the 30 minutes that you normally would. It might take you 45. It might take a little bit longer because there might not be enough help. There might be some other issue. Maybe you can't get your check paid because they're, you know, they're short people and you give it to the way, the server and 5, 10 minutes later before she gets back. So those are just some examples of things that you – of situations where timing – is everything. And being smart enough to know that maybe if I make a reservation on the outside of a peak period, it might be a little less convenient for me, but it might make the whole thing go a whole lot better.
1: Great advice. Oh no, that is so true, and I, I think everybody listening has experienced that at one time or another, uh, even before COVID, where you just didn't allow enough time and the next thing you know, uh your your and, and and on top of on top of everything else the amount of stress that it causes you uh and the people that you're with and uh if you haven't checked uh stress is not very healthy for you yeah uh, your your body does not respond well to it it can give you it it can cause you uh you know intestinal issues that can mess up the rest of the day so you just don't need it so Timing is everything plan ahead and uh, you know and, and, and enjoy yourself perfect example
0: you, you you get into a situation you get to the airport you're stressed you're short on time and so or you get to a hotel and, and you've run out of time or something like that and so a situation comes up that normally you would react to very mildly and calmly, but because you're stressed out, you react to it differently now you've got a more of a situation going on so it's just it really, really, really is important um, this summer. As we get into peak times here, you've really got to do your homework and really consider the possibility of, even if reservations are available at the time you want, that going at a non-peak time might be better for you and the people that you're traveling with.
1: You know, uh, we're going to be talking with our friends uh, with the TSA, Sid, Sid and, uh, and Ed, um, Probably this coming weekend, and yep. uh, we'll ask them if things have uh, smoothed out. I know the TSA was short-handed for a while, and uh, that that alone is uh, something that you just never know how that's gonna go.
2: Ooh, going to go.
1: Going, going to Graceland. Hey, new Elvis movie coming out uh, in June. Uh, it looks pretty fun. Uh, Romano and uh, Hoffman here. We are the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Mark, uh, we haven't talked to Susie in quite a while, and uh, let's uh, introduce her for, for us if you would. And uh, let's find out what's going on with the wreath project. We will. Susie Stocking is our guest, and
0: uh, she's been with us before on the Travel Guys a number of years ago. Um, her and some of her friends adopted. Uh, our cemetery, the Sacramento Valley National Cemetery, the military cemetery that's down in the Vacaville area. And uh, their, their, their project is to honor all of our fallen veterans every year at the holidays by placing a wreath or a bow on every single grave, which is a huge project, both financially and, and from man and woman power hours. Um, so it takes some fundraising during the year. Susie, welcome back to the Travel Guys. Thanks for having us, Mark. Hey, you're welcome. Um, so, one of your big deals to raise money for the the uh, wreath and bow placement at at Christmas time is a golf tournament that you do. We've put a a link to the wreath project and some information about the golf tournament at TravelGuysRadio.com. dot com. But tell uh, tell us a little about it in case somebody listening knows a golfer who might want to join you.
2: Great. We have our sixth annual. Um golf tournament coming up on friday june 3rd it will be at Hagen oaks golf complex in sacramento it's 140 dollars per golfer and on the link you can sign up to be a golfer or be a sponsor or um we need raffle prizes also so there's a lot of ways that people can help
0: cool 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 um the and what's what's the cost of the, of the golf tournament
2: Uh, per person is $140 per golfer. And then there's uh, anywhere, any type of sponsorship from $7,500 down to $250 whole sponsors. So there's a wide range.
0: Ah, so a business could jump in too. Even if you weren't a golfer, you could be a part of this. Um, Susie, let me just, there are 38,000 graves out at the cemetery now. Is that correct?
2: Yes, there are. Um, It's,
0: it's massive. <laughs> so how did you, I, I don't know that if, if I've ever asked you this before, and if I do, I've forgotten the answer, so I apologize. How did this come about? How did you become the keeper of, the caretaker of all of these fallen uh, soldiers, and, and how did this all start?
2: Uh, my husband was actually watching a story on the news one year in 2006 when the cemetery opened, and um, he saw a story about the wreaths across America and the national program. And so we called the cemetery to see if we could get that started out there. And they said it was too late for the national program. So we just got some friends together and found out that there were 325 um, gravestones, uh, gravesites already out there that year and just mustered up enough uh, donations from friends to and family to go out there and place them ourselves and just took off. We just, we just done it every year after that.
1: Well, you know, Susie, I have a family that uh, reside now at the, uh, out in Dixon and we go out and visit and we've been a part of, uh, of the, of the bows and the wreaths over the years. And it's a, you know, it's one of those kind of things when you participate in uh, putting, uh, putting out the wreaths and now the bows, it's, it just makes you feel good. Uh, when it 's all done it's uh, it's it's really quite beautiful it 's not there for very long uh, and then they've got to come down so a lot of work goes into it but it's amazing how many people show up to do the physical labor uh and it's really really a great project now the golf tournament uh tell us a little bit about it uh you know i am a 'm a duffer i does it do you have to have any golf experience to to be in the tournament uh are you signing them up people up as uh as groups, uh, is there, you know, both both private and companies that can sign up and be part of it?
2: Yeah, uh, several of our sponsorships come with um, a foursome as part of their sponsorship, and we have singles. We have any number of people signing up, so if you don't um, have your own foursome, we will match you up with others.
0: Awesome. Awesome. 325 graves to start with and 38,000 yes. graves now.
1: Holy words I can't say on the radio. Um, well, you know, I mean, the the, the the thing is, is that it's a veterans cemetery. Right. And we are the baby boomers. The, 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 the senior NAMI yeah. is upon us. Uh, yeah, the- and we will continue to. To need places for uh, for our senior veterans uh, for for many many years to come, if you 've been out there and you visit, you will always see uh, areas under construction uh, that they 're readying for another large area of of graves to go in in the future uh, it 's an expansive area i 'm amazed at uh, of how much acreage they have Susie, do you know? do they buy the land? Was the land donated? I know it's basically farm country out there, so what do you know about that?
2: I believe it was purchased years ago from um, a farmer in Dixon, and I believe they purchased 500 acres, and as of last year, they have 100 acres developed, and only uh, 50 acres right now houses what you see, and the other 50 is just developed and you know, they put roads in and, and got it prepared.
0: Susie, right. I see besides the, um, besides the golf tournament that you're doing a little something on Memorial Day, a, a flag placement thing that folks can take part in, just a little ceremony. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, that's something the cemetery um, heads up, and they're going to have a ceremony on Saturday, May 28th. Uh, they said it should take about 30 minutes, and they, the public's welcome to come. It's great for all ages. And uh, directly following the program, they will invite all the volunteers there to help place the flags on the grave site. And then on Tuesday, they will need to pick up all those flags again, so they welcome volunteers back starting at 9 o'clock that morning Wow! on the 30,
0: wow. I think 31st, it's Tuesday. Well, I, I salute you and your family and friends, and I'm sure everybody that you know is probably involved in this. Um, we have at Sports Leisure Vacations been a a small contributed a small piece um, from the cash standpoint the last few years. You can count on that coming again um, this year. And I, I really salute you for uh, something that you do that I I think makes everybody who drives by there or everybody who knows about it um, a little bit proud. So so thank you for making the quality of life around here a little bit better. If you're interested in the golf tournament or um, the Memorial Day Ceremony, there's uh, wreathproject.org. There's a link on our website. There's also information about the golf tournament on our website in a link so that you can get signed up if you would like to go. Um, Susie, we'll talk to you a little bit uh, later in the summer. you have any more fundraising things while you give us a shout, and we'll make sure you get a little exposure.
2: I will do, and thank you for all the uh, support from Sports Leisure Leisure Vacations, and we hope to see you out on the course.
0: It is a pleasure. You won't see me because I'm not a golf guy, but uh, I'll round up some
1: golfers for you. Outstanding. Uh, All right. Thanks, Susie. Not a golfer, huh, Mark? I I think you, you know, as much as you've traveled, you know, and I'm sure that there are some of your travelers that will talk about Mm -hmm. how that, uh, at, Particular times in their lives, they would travel to play golf. Yes, uh, I, I've done that a lot, mostly when I was younger. But it's part of the experience, you know, is uh, going to different places, particularly to Hawaii. Uh, a little pricey, yeah. But some of the most beautiful golf courses uh, out there in God's country uh, can be found on the islands. I'm I'm left-handed, and I used to. I, my friends used to play golf yeah. over at Hagen Oaks. And but they didn't, they didn't have, any... have
0: left-handed clubs, <laughs> were hard to come by to 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 use. So that's one
1: of the reasons I never got into golf. Hey, you had something you wanted to mention? Yeah, yeah, I did, and I am a left-handed golfer. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, yes, uh, I want to give a shout out to the uh, uh, Cordova Community Council, the uh, Rancho Cordova. Uh, every year for the last thirteen years, has put on an event. Uh, called the iFest. It's the International Festival. Uh, they have it there uh, in the uh, Village Green Park, which is over off of uh, Zinfandel, kind of behind the Lowe's. Beautiful park there. They have other events there, too. Uh, but this particular event features all the countries, people from all the countries on the planet, with art and music and dance. Uh, they, 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 Mark, they even had... Camel Rides Wow, wow! <laughs> I cool. did not partake in the camel rides But this year they had Wines of the World They had a little area uh, Set aside And for a small uh, contribution You could uh, sample wines From all over the world As well as beers uh, They have a big stage there So there was a lot of uh, ethnic dancing Going on um, But it was a lot of fun It was kind of like a 5 to 9 o'clock thing mm-hmm. It kind of flies under the radar of. Uh, in a lot of areas, but in the core of Rancho and in that area where you know, there's a lot of new homes, a lot of townhomes and so forth, there was a huge crowd and everybody had a great time and, and my uh, compliments and congratulations to the uh, the city of Rancho Cordova and the Cordova Community Council for another fabulous iFest event. Awesome. I The travel and entertainment, what? We are the travel and entertainment guys, Mark and Tom, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And it's a pleasure to welcome back to the Travel Guys. And I'm glad he tested and got to come home. Uh, Charlie Lioka from the Travelers United, one of our favorite guests. Charlie, welcome back to the show.
3: <laughs> hey, I'm glad to be here. So Charlie, you,
1: know you, you, yeah. you
0: you were in in Venice for a few weeks. And uh, I you was had over there for a month.
3: Oh, okay, oh, that's a few weeks. And I didn't go anywhere, but I just stayed right in Venice. It's just, it's a wonderful city. It's a city that I really love. So, obviously, I have a is this time. your
0: is this your first trip overseas since COVID?
3: Uh, no, I went to I was over in Spain in uh, September, and that was really a good trip. And I ran into some of the same problems I ran into this time with. Uh, uh, getting tested to come on back to the United States. So this testing question is a really a big question. It's uh, riling the um, consumer groups here in Washington, D.C., as well as the air, uh, the airlines and the airports and a lot of people and, the, and, and a lot of the travel people. So it's a big issue.
0: So, Charlie, explain to us, if you're overseas... Explain what's required of a U.S. traveler coming to, to come home.
3: Right. right now, a U.S. traveler, even if they're vaccinated, they can go to Europe with no problem. But to come back home, you have to take a test. You have to be tested within one day of your departure, which means since it was changed over to one day instead of 24 hours, it made it easier. Uh, and that's something we pushed for here in Washington. We won. But we haven't gotten rid of the test yet. So many people, and I just heard from two different, two separate people yesterday who both tested positive and they're stuck over there now for an additional 10 days and they can't get back into the United States. And they've been, um, they've had all their boosters. They've had all their vaccinations and everything. And they still can't go home because they tested positive. And, uh, and it's creating a lot of problems with um, people going overseas and worrying about getting back home.
0: Now, of course, if you go any place overseas or travel even domestically and you test positive, why then you, you really shouldn't be traveling again until you've got a negative test, which um, has been coming back for people as quickly as five to seven days. Um, right. But- but having to get this test, Charlie, it, the logistics of getting the test and the cost of it and and what you wrote about it was what, what concerned me and why I asked you and, and, and thank you for making yourself available on a Sunday at the last minute um, was because uh, you said a family of four, this could cost them over $200 to get home, but never mind that. You've got to find some place, get an appointment. Um, a lot of time could be consumed there. You could lose the last day of your vacation, it kind of sort of sounds like.
3: You can lose the last day of your vacation, and and I started early because I had other people who were leaving before I was leaving, and we tried to find a place in Venice, and you would think that Venice, one of the top tourist destinations in the world, would have a good system for uh, people getting tested. However, it turned out that there are only two places which are publicly open, and they're run by the Red Cross, in the entire city of Venice. Now, a lot of the upscale hotels provide testing and so on, but unless you're doing something special and you've got a lot of money, you're kind of up. You know, you're up the creek without a paddle here, and it's really tough to get the um, uh, to get tested positively or to get tested negatively, <laughs> which is what you want. You want to get a negative test. And when I was in Spain, the um, I had a letter from the CDC. I had tested positive 10 days before I was supposed to leave for Spain. And my trip was delayed by a couple of days. And then I got a letter from the CDC saying that I did not have to be tested a second time because my because my um, test would normally come up positive because I just came down with COVID. And they said, but you've gone through the 10 day uh, protocol and now you can travel. When I got over to Spain the uh, airlines looked at my letter and they said, we've never seen anything like that. It says not enough stamps is on the rubber stamps on it. And therefore it can't be official. Therefore it's no good. I said, but it's from the, it's a, an email directly from the CDC. And they said, sorry, you can't get anything. You have to get tested. So I went over to the local testing place, which was at the airport. Most airports have someone testing at the airports and then, and I talked my way up to the front of the line because they only had an hour before my flight. And the uh, woman said, okay, I'll give you a test. And, and I got back just in time to catch my flight. But uh, the other people who were there earlier, and they were getting there two and three hours ahead of time because they know that the airport testing facilities are going to be packed. And um, and you don't have to necessarily make a um, a reservation to go in there. However, anything in town, requires a reservation and it required a reservation in Spain and it required a reservation in Italy. And it will cost you if you get it from something like the red cross, it only costs about 22 euros, which is about, uh, I would say now that's about $24 and it can go up to, you know, sometimes costing you more than $50 per person. And if you've got a family, you're really messed up because if one member of the family uh, test positive. That means that the rest of the family could go home. But then what do you do? You know, you've and it it breaks up the group. It breaks up your travel and it really makes life difficult.
1: Quickly, Charlie, what uh, what kind of tests are we talking about that they're that you're get, had to get before you left Venice and that the ones that they are doing at the airport are the the quickie tests or the of the PCRs? Mm-hmm. What do you have?
3: No no, these are the quickie tests. these are the antigen tests. Okay. They give me my, my, my report came back within uh, 15 minutes from the, uh, all, right. from with, the red with all
1: of that with all of that being said, Charlie, what advice do you have for uh, people that are going to be uh, traveling overseas?
3: Well, be ready to get stuck and uh, there are very few people right now and that have gotten stuck, but if you're one of those people, All of a sudden, you are really in trouble. And uh, I just find the entire system kind of out of whack. They really pushed everyone to get vaccinated. They told everybody how good our vaccinations were going to be, that we were not really subjected to. We're not going to die anymore. And so all that's fine. But then at the same time, if you go overseas in order to come back into the United States with your vaccination, they also want to have a a negative PCR or antigen test. And it's really, I find that to make no sense whatsoever. And I really have sent letters to the CDC and to DOT asking them to do something about this. Um, The airlines have also uh, joined in and they're now working together with me to try to eliminate this. However, the CDC doesn't seem to be moving yet. Um, It appears that Maybe in June something will happen, uh, and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but there are an awful lot of people working right now to get this uh, testing requirement eliminated. Charlie,
0: thank you so much for some of your time on what for you in Washington, D.C. is a Sunday evening. Really appreciate it and appreciate your your expertise. Thanks for joining us this afternoon.
3: Okay, thanks a lot, and tell anybody to look at uh, or org travelersunited.org and they can uh, join up and um and for $49 we give them a VPN and we try to take care of the people on who are traveling and make their life a little bit better.
0: Thank you sir. Thank you. Have a rest. Okay, a good rest care. of your Sunday evening. Thanks. You know Tom, th- there's there's a couple there's there's kind of two sides to this. Mm -hmm. because do you, you you really don't want to get on an airplane with people who i mean this is running all over again and do you really want to get on an airplane with people who may have covid of course you're going to the supermarket and you're in the same situation there i mean they're not you know testing or checking vaccinations or anything like that so i i can see i can see both sides of it i travel um But if there's there, if they're going to have this system, there's got to be an easy way for people to be able to get tested and stuff so that they can at a reasonable price so they can come home. And if they're doing these quickie tests, then how accurate are those? So I I, I understand Charlie's frustration with the with the circumstance. I just I'm a little hesitant. We've in our company, we've been very careful. Folks have to be vaccinated and boosted to travel with us. And I don't see us changing that anytime soon. And I, I frankly think that. Most of our travelers are going for the second booster shot because that's just what intelligent people do right now if you're going to go traveling. So anyway, it's interesting to hear his take um, on how difficult, but it does tell you that if you're going overseas, you best not wait till the very last minute to plan to get that COVID test to come back home.
1: Well, you know, that's that's you know fine to say, but when they tell you that the test has to be within one day. Mm-hmm. There's not, Well, I think I'll test five days out. I got time. I'll get it done now, and then we'll give them that. No, it's got to be. It's got to be last minute, and then you got to find a last minute place that you can't make a reservation for. You know, my advice is uh, find some other place to visit. You know, stay stay closer to home. Let's wait till this thing all blows over a little bit more, uh, and and the rules change before you decide to take off to you know, to overseas, to uh, to Venice, or for that matter, anywhere, and put yourself in a situation where you could get stuck for an extra 10 days. Well, we're coming to the end of the program. What's next
0: week, Mr. Hawaii? We are. We'll be live from Hawaii next week, from the island of Maui. Wish you could be there, um, but that's where we're going to be for the travel guys. So join us from the islands next week, and in the meantime, dance like nobody's watching.
1: I know. We're all shedding a tear for you to have to go there and work so hard (laughs) in the islands. Okay. Anyway, all right, my friends. You all stay well. We'll see you next week right here on the Travel Guys. Remember, TravelGuysRadio.com.